radical left has taken over the Democratic Party. Hello and welcome to Think Progressively, covering politics and all the other chaos life has to offer. This is episode one, recorded on Wednesday, August 12th from Milwaukee. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing the recent announcement of Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's running mate. But first, the headlines. First up in headlines, we have the DNC coming to Milwaukee next week. Jason, what are you doing for it, man? Uh, The same thing as all the speakers are. I will be uh, at home sleeping. (laughs) Great. I'm super pumped. We finally got the DNC. Milwaukee finally got the DNC. And the world goes to crap. (laughs) (laughs) Just like when we got the All Star game for baseball. Right. They're cursed. For any any of our non Milwaukee listeners, or at least non Wisconsin listeners, you need to understand Milwaukee is cursed. We can never have anything good. And whenever we get close to anything, things always go wrong. Every time. Yeah, the Bucks were number one in the NBA up until the bubble. We're uh, not here to talk about sports. No, we're here to talk about the convention coming up, which is all virtual. And since Joe Biden will not be coming here, there's really not much to really say why it's in Milwaukee. But we are anyway, because that's what politics is. Convention across America, I believe they're calling it. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, with speakers like the Obamas, the Clintons, AOC, Bernie, Pretty much all of the who's who of Democrats across the country, basically. Which is, I'm going to be honest, not too bad as far as a, you know. Lineup. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'll, I'll watch some of those speakers. I'll watch a few of them. AOC. Yeah. Bernie. Is Elizabeth Warren? She's on there. I think she's, yeah, I think so. Yeah. On Wednesday, they have a Women's Day, basically, where it's like, I think, all women speakers. Mm-hmm. So I think Liz and Kamala are talking on that day. Or speaking on that day. I do know the first night is a welcome to Wisconsin where they're going to showcase several Wisconsin features and speakers showcase the state on a national level. Again, perfect. <laughs> it's going to do us a lot of good. In other Wisconsin political news, are you going to be voting for Kanye West? You bet I won't. Because <laughs> he's probably not going to get on the ballot or be removed from the ballot. <laughs> According to recent news, Kanye West did get enough signatures. He needed 2,000 signatures in Wisconsin to get on the ballot here for president of the birthday party. <laughs> is that his political party? It is the birthday party. Wow. The Democratic Party of Wisconsin found several issues concerning the names of people, including Bernie Sanders, apparently lives in Milwaukee, as well as Mickey Mouse. Didn't know that, but we have those awesome people now here. And then on top of that, there are also allegations and challenges of the circulars who were passing out and gaining the nomination signatures were actually misleading the people they were nominating or getting the signatures from. I heard one of them saying that you needed to sign the petition in order to make sure you were registered to vote. And then somebody else said that they were basically coerced into signing by the person gathering the signatures, stating that they got paid for each person that signed up. Bingo. So I don't really see Kanye actually getting on our ballot here. But it was fascinating to see how the GOP was trying to actually get him on the ballot for us. Because, of course, that's what our state GOP does. According to other reports, a top GOP lawyer was seen handing in the signatures late to the Wisconsin Election Commission, who apparently did phone ahead. But then why do we have... Yeah, is that how it works? You just call ahead. 
Like, oh, I'm running late. Right. Suspend that deadline. So several challenges. Do are- that with voting next time. <laughs> oh no! Don't worry. The, the SCOTUS already said you can't do that. We have strict rules saying you cannot turn your ballot in late. But you can get your nomination signature late. I don't know why they think he's like having his name on the ballot's going to help Trump. People that are going to vote for Kanye West were not going to vote for Joe Biden anyway. Right. And I mean, if anything, and not even just politically, but just if you're like, ah, I'm just going to throw my vote away. Well, on top of that, like just assuming that because they circulate these names in the inner city of Milwaukee, which is a um, highly dense black population over there. And they literally just assume black people listen to rapper. I'm going to vote for him. You know, and therefore we can win is not only stupid, but racist. Yeah. Which describes the 2020 GOP. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing more to add to that. <laughs> so let's get to Kamala Harris. Yeah, Jason, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, it's it doesn't really change my thoughts. I, I am wearing my Settle for Biden 20 t-shirt, and Kamala Harris is it's pretty much more the same. I'm glad that he stuck with his promise to pick a woman. Just politically, she wouldn't have been, you know, I wasn't going to vote for her in the primary, so it's fine. It's all fine. I think it's a very Biden-esque pick. You know, it it's not bad, not great, right? Yeah. But I mean, as far as a pick goes, it was safe enough. Right. They have to I mean, it's at least somebody that could potentially take over Biden's 78 calling himself a transitional candidate. <laughs> yeah. If he can make it through right. his first term. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like he probably isn't going to run for a second term or at least certainly wouldn't be likely to run for a second term. So, I mean, from her perspective, it sets her up as the potential candidate in 2024. All right. So who is Kamala Harris? Yeah, Kamala is a current senator from California. She was the former district attorney for San Francisco and attorney general for California. She is 55 years old, which pales in comparison to Biden's 78. And we're actually of the same generation. Even though she's a little bit older than me, we are both Gen Xers. Ah, there you go. And she doesn't look a day above 40. Ash looks pretty good. So you've been saying that you've been hearing some criticism from some of your more left-leaning friends about Kamala Harris. What are they saying? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. I am so livid. The moment that I saw Kamala being announced as the new VP pick, I immediately saw backlash from all over the places on social media saying how Joe Biden literally is giving the country to Trump again, how Joe Biden's a fascist, how Joe Biden or the, how this just shows that Joe Biden and Trump are exactly the same. It's all utter nonsense, and I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> I can't take it, Jason. I can't do it. So what are, their, what are their criticisms coming from the left? She's a cop. We don't need a cop right now. It's super tone deaf. I'm like, that's ridiculous. She was a prosecutor, a good prosecutor. She was an ACLU-endorsed prosecutor, known as one of the most liberal DAs in California at that time. So... Yes, are there issues with Kamala? Of course there are. But to label label her as some crazy right-winger is insane. And on top of that, you literally have the Trump campaign and other conservative um, outlets right now putting ads out there saying how how Kamala is the secret radical leftist that's going to take over and destroy our country. Yeah, even David Silverman, Mr. Former Head of American Atheist, tweeted that, oh, he's so... So blue, he makes the sky look red, and he's contemplating not voting for a, a Democrat 
because of how extreme left wing the Joe Biden Kamala Harris ticket is. Seems like a lot of disingenuousness but, from our conservative friends. But that's what makes Kamala a great pick. You know, I have a lot of progressive friends who are now telling me that this is now showing that Joe Biden doesn't care about the progressives or that this was not a, a way to reach out to progressives with his VP pick. I, I don't care. It I, wasn't Elizabeth Warren, I, which is the only thing that but they were. Even if it was Elizabeth Warren. Or Bernie has, Sanders. It really, that's the only thing a lot of a lot of those people. And I like Bernie. I have no problems with Bernie. But it's like they're literally the stereotypical Bernie or bust. And it's like you have to be realistic. He just didn't. You saw what happened in the primary. Right. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. How even Bernie Sanders isn't Bernie or bust, for God's sakes. Like, it's ridiculous. So let's look at the other VP picks. Look at progressive Senator Elizabeth Warren. I would have loved to have her. I really would have. But then you have all the same attacks right now as you would with Kamala. Yeah, giving the party over to the progressive left. Right, exactly. And on top of that, to have an all-white ticket when the country's all into these BLM protests right now, that would be seen as extremely tone-deaf, especially when Elizabeth Warren's general constituency were young white people. <laughs> and they didn't vote for her at all. No. She got, like, no support. No. Not that Kamala Harris did either, but... Well, and that's my thing, is like, well, Liz Warren was my primary pick. I supported Liz Warren in the primary, and then I eventually had to vote for Bernie Sanders because eventually, unfortunately, she dropped out before yeah, we had, had the no chance. she had no chance. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. You want to talk about Susan Racer, Tammy Duckworth. Also, awesome picks. Just doesn't generate enough name recognition. Kamala Harris is the most known person of color or woman of color in politics right now. And then when we're talking about how this isn't placating to the progressive side of the democratic party that's great it's not supposed to it's supposed to reach out to the atypical voter who doesn't understand and doesn't follow politics the way that we do this really is the let's just get trump out literally that's all it is all you're going to do is you're going to see a ton of pictures about of joe biden and kamala smiling all over the place you're going to see kamala wash the crap out of mike pence during a debate i am looking forward to the debates I think she's very intense. I think she's not going to let Pence wiggle out of anything. She's very good at holding people's feet to the fire when it comes to that kind of questioning. That's obviously what she did as a courtroom prosecutor. And she saw it during the Kavanaugh hearing. He saw it during some of the other testimony, like Jeff Sessions. He got so flustered when she was questioning him. She's good at her job. Yeah. And I am I am looking forward to that. That aspect of it is, I think, what she is best at and probably the reason that they picked her. And then to the progressives, which I would count myself amongst, uh, that might be a little underwhelmed. She does have her, you know, most of her problems come from when she was the attorney general of California, but her voting record since she's been a senator has actually been quite progressive. If I remember correctly, according to GovTrack, she agreed with Bernie Sanders, I think it was like 97% of the time on votes. Like, what more do you want? And on top of that, you know, when people are talking about, oh, well, this isn't going to do anything. This is just identity politics. <laughs> That's what the VP is. It, literally, the point of the VP is to get a couple people or to sway the election a couple points either way. You know, so that's why you have people talking about getting people from Michigan, like Gretchen Whitmer. You know, she was trying to see if she would be a good VP because that helped swing Michigan. Now, while Kamala doesn't help us with. You don't think California is a swing state? Uh, not this time, at least. 
but she does help out in a lot of places like South Carolina. Now, granted, unfortunately, a lot of Kamala's appeal does also have Joe Biden's appeal, right? I I think they do shore up uh, some of the areas that he performed strongly in during the primary. I am glad it wasn't somebody like Amy Klobuchar since she sold out during the primary to get Joe Biden elected. And for the record, if it was Amy Klobuchar, then I think we'd have a real reason to be upset, right? Because not only is she one of the more conservative candidates on that stage, or she was one of the conservative candidates on that stage, mm-hmm. but the idea of having Amy Klobuchar as the VP right now, which by the way, she was a serious contender until um, a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests happened because they stemmed out of Minneapolis, it would just come off as completely tone deaf. Yeah, and and 100% like a return on a political favor in my eyes. Because she dropped out and Buttigieg dropped out while they were both still doing quite well in the primaries. And it seemed like that was a deliberate attempt to shore up the more moderate, we'll say, Democratic wing so that they would all get their votes together under Biden and win, which is what happened. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that is it was what a strategy. Yeah. It was definitely what happened. But I mean, that's the other thing we need to discuss as well is strategies are not corruption per se, right? I mean, when you're talking about establishment Dems, we also need to understand that it's not a conspiracy at the same time. They had a strategy. They got the votes they needed. Joe Biden won. Okay, fine. I didn't want Biden to be president. I want someone more progressive. It's very clear. Yeah, these days, at least at this point in time, the moderate centrist Democrats outweigh the more left. Right. I mean, still, as of right now, according to demographics, the typical Democratic voter is still, you know, we'll say in the 50s to 80s, white, a little bit more conservative leaning, old school Democrats. Not Antifa super soldiers like us. (laughs) Like us? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, comrade. Comrade Jason. That's my horrible Russian accent. That's pretty bad. Jesus. See, that's your generation. You didn't grow up listening to Boris and Natasha. I did not, know. But, I mean, I think there are some decent criticisms of Kamala. I, I have no problem with that, right? The idea of she is constantly switching over her opinion to see what's, I guess, more trendy, I guess you can say. She doesn't really have a really strong belief system. As far as marijuana was concerned, she just recently changed her mind about legalizing marijuana, which is a big, a big criticism of her, even though she does support legalization now. She, uh, the accusation that she covered up evidence or tried to withhold evidence yep. to not overturn a conviction that she prosecuted in California, that she would be a I, more law and order candidate than, than a progressive. Would right. Generally. And I mean, to me, I don't know. I, I guess I have a, maybe we should do a separate episode about Defunding the police, too, but... That's on our list. Good. (laughs) But I think, like, a lot of the the ideas surrounding defund the police, I think, are generally accepted by the majority of Democrats, even up to, like, Biden and Harris. Yeah, I think when you actually... They just don't want to call it that for political purposes, because they know immediately, you know... Well, I mean, look, Trump was trying to get Biden on saying, oh, yeah, he's for defending the police. He wants to abolish the police system. Um, during the Axios interview, where um, Jonathan Swan had to literally say, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Show me the clip where he's doing that. He talked about, like, literally in the quote that Trump tried to get him on, he talked about police reform. Like, it's They can't get Joe yeah, on he, anything. The big thing is always, like, he wrote the crime bill. He's the guy that you would be trying to repeal 
his laws. <laughs> they, right. they were Joe Biden's laws to defund the police. Part of that is let's repeal the crime bill that sleepy, sleepy Joe Biden. Right. That's where Sleep, really sleepy. slow. I think they were calling him. That scene. I've, I've heard creepy Joe too. Creepy now. Joe. Yep. That is actually, you know, more of my personal concern than the, the sleep. His sleepiness is his creepiness. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're very much not wrong. The bottom line is that we have to choose between two accused sex offenders. Right. And those are our only choices. One of them might mean the end of humanity as we know it, and the other is Joe Biden. That's not hyperbole, right? No. <laughs> Pleading to other progressives out there, you do not have to give up your progressive principles to support Joe Biden this election. It's okay to be rational. It's okay to work your butt off to get Joe and Kamala the ticket to the White House, and then hold their feet to the fire the entire time they're in office. I have no problem with that. I would say, literally, bust our butts now, and the minute they do something we don't like, throw outrage all over the place, right? Scream, shout, protest, everything, just like we do for Trump. Otherwise, what's the point? (laughs) Why are we just handing over the election to Trump again? Yeah, I mean, we've seen what four years of Trump looks like, and I, I can't handle four more. We can't even we can't even have the opportunity to move to Canada at this point, Joe. We're stuck. Right. But and then on top of that, let's go back to the idea that Kamala needs to placate to progressives with this pick. Right. If the coalition between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders wasn't enough for you to say that Trump and Biden aren't the same, I don't know what else we need to do at this point. Just listen to them both speak. Listen to them both speak. Look at Joe Biden's platform and you'll know immediately. They're not the same by miles. They're not the same. Yeah, no, I, and I'm one of those people when I was younger, that would be like the Democrats and Republicans are the same thing. And we really need a third party and all that. I don't know how anyone could make that argument right now. Well, and actually I have no problem with the idea of a third party system. However, what I usually tell people is with our system right now with a two party winner take all competition or election. There is no place for third party. Either Joe Biden or Donald Trump is going to win this election. That's it. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. That's all we have for this election. If you want to change that, let's do it. I'm all for ranked choice voting. I'm all for um, reforming the Electoral College, if not abolishing the Electoral College, right? But that's for down the road. We can't risk any of that. And we're not going to get any of that if Donald Trump becomes president. Again. Again, I know it's hard to think of that it ever happened the first time. I'm still in a daze from 2016 <laughs> after all these years. But if you've learned nothing else, friends, take away this. Go into the election booth or, well, mail it in at this. I would say drop it off. You know, get your get your mail-in ballot, your absentee ballot, whatever it may be, in your state. Fill it out. Go take it down and drop it off personally, because it seems like the post office may not be a reliable courier of your vote these days, thanks to our terrible, terrible president. Just go support the Democratic nominee and the potential first vice president who is a woman of color. Just go do it. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ThinkProPod. You can email us at ThinkProPod at gmail.com. And remember, when in doubt, think progressively.
And remember, I remember. I remember. Eminemina. <laughs> <laughs>